All right. Before we get into it, we want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Anchor. And if you haven't already heard of Anchor, it's seriously the easiest way to make a podcast, guys. And it's how we distribute Draft Queens to your earballs and out to all of you. And not to mention it's free. So if you're thinking about making your own podcast, or if you just want to check out other podcasts, go to anchor.fm or download the Anchor app today. What's up, everybody? It is your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle, and we are coming to you live-ish, not live, from last week, but into your headphones today on a Wednesday, and what we're doing this week is a couple snackable short episodes, 20-minute episodes, sometimes less, sometimes a little more because we get carried away, but we are doing snackable content to break down the four positions you should be looking for on your fantasy lineup. So today we are breaking down wide receivers. And Michelle, you are the wide receiver queen. How are you feeling today about the wide receiver core in the NFL for your fantasy team and this breakdown today? How are you feeling? I feel really good. And that's a really nice new nickname that you gave me. I did not know I was the wide receiver queen. You are. You are. Here's what I think. Of course you are. We're going to talk about, obviously, like we've been doing all week, we're going to talk through top five, top ten, you know, in this position. I think why, now correct me if I'm wrong, I think I have the title queen of wide receivers because I'm actually the queen of the waiver wire and every week I go and I I pick up and drop wide receivers. Is that what you're insinuating? I think that's exactly right, and so I'm very curious for your sleeper picks, especially today, because sleeper picks are going to be very interesting on the waivers this year. I feel the same way about running backs, but especially for wide receivers, because I do feel like there's some interesting disparity in the league this year around wide receivers and where they fall and how some wide receivers can be propped up this year and how some folks just might miss the mark, and I have some thoughts there but we'll get into it. Uh, so yeah, that's exactly why you are the wide receiver queen because you are also the waiver queen. Dig it. And uh, that's a fact. And that is and a that's fact. a fact. <laughs> and you always beat me to the waivers and it's never fun, but it happens every week. And we have same brain, no crystal ball, but same brain. So yeah, I'm looking forward to kicking off. Where do we start? Where do you want to start? We have not compared notes as we have not on Monday or Tuesday, as we will not on Thursday. But Michelle... Where do you want to start with this one? I mean, I think we have to start at the top with the number one. The tippy top. The tippy top. Michael, tippy, tippy Michael, top. <laughs> Michael Thomas. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of blew the lead there. You did. I killed the punchline. It's line fine, first. but that's what makes this show fun. You blew it, and it's uh, fine. But you blew it. Numero uno, Michael Thomas. New Orleans, okay. New yeah. Orleans Saints. The man's a magic, has magic hands. Some of the plays that he made last year are just unbelievable. He's so reliable. Um, Drew Brees, period. You know, like what else yep. What else do you even say? I, I think Michael Thomas is – I have him at number one. And if you go out there and read, as I say, all what the experts say, I'm not an expert. But many of mm-hmm. the experts have him up at the top. Yeah, they do. And let's let's call a spade a spade here, right? We've got 
an amazing team and an amazing coaching staff in the New Orleans Saints, and we have for quite some time. So between his counterparts and Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara, there's just no way around Michael Thomas not being excellent, and he he has been, and he will continue to be this year. To me, it's really it's really no question. And here's a fun fact. Reading from yes, my, I love a fun fact. Reading from my magazine that we've been discussing that I've been using for my research. Um, <laughs> Michael Thomas not only set an NFL season single season record with 149 receptions, but his 185 hmm. targets in 2019 were 28 more than any other player in the league. So. Just sheer volume of like Drew Brees throwing the ball in general and targeting Michael Thomas is huge compared to, I think, most wide receivers. And 149 receptions, let's think this through. PPR, everybody knows PPR, right? Point per reception. Point per reception. He literally had 149 points just catching the damn ball last year. Like, forget about the yards and the touchdowns. 149 points just catching it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And you know what? If you're being looked at that much, how do you, how do you fail? You it, it, unless you, you know, there's a lot of ways <laughs> you could to drop fail, it. But he you doesn't drop the ball. He doesn't. <laughs> yeah, you could just, and then you would never get looked at. But he gets looked at because he's so good. He's so good, and he is also my number one, undisputedly. So I think that's that's an easy number one spot. Where to me, it gets a little bit more tricky in some ways, but I do want your take on this because I'm a little split between my two and three, and I know that that's contentious, but let's just go with it. Um, I would say the two, three, four spots for me are highly and aggressively competitive. Um, where? Oh, this is hard because this is hard. And like, I've been looking at a whole bunch of, like I said, the different rankings that are out there and there's there's a lot of disparity in wide receiver other than Michael Thomas, kind of similarly what mm-hmm. we talked about with um, Christian McCaffrey a couple of days ago that he was the yeah. undisputed number one in you know the r- running back um, rankings. Michael Thomas is that same thing in um, in the wide receiver rankings, but it, to me yeah. it does get a little hairy after that. And I think you could put your own spin on any of these guys that I'm seeing kind of in the top five. Yeah, I. I Oh, this one's tough. I don't know. I kind of feel like number two for me is um, DeAndre Hopkins. Really? That's where I'm at right now. That's my number two. Uh, you, you, DeAndre Hopkins and not Devontae Adams. Correct. And I can't believe you're even going to pick Devontae Adams because that would mean you think Andre, uh, Aaron Rodgers is good. So that's why I'm hesitating <laughs> putting him in my number two spot. <laughs> um, but just because Aaron Rodgers isn't good as fantasy does not make Devontae Adams bad at fantasy. That is fair. That's a fair I, assessment. I I'm just I'm just trying to figure out. I kind no, of figure right. you wouldn't associate right. yourself with anyone that has no. to catch the ball that Aaron Rodgers is throwing. No. Well, here's the here's the the place where I want to be vindicated this year. Let's. <laughs> Let's let me just let me go on my soapbox. I always do it. Here's the place I want to be vindicated. If I can't get 
a Packer to work for me in Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to go with the next best thing, and that's Devontae Adams. Do I think he's my number two? Um, No. I am shocked that you put DeAndre Hopkins as your number two, so we'll get to that, I guess, now. (laughs) Um, But my number two is Julio Jones, obviously. The Falcons. Let's go. But that's what I'm saying. I I feel like you could put your own spin on any of these guys. They're all really good. They've all got... A lot of actually, the more that I look at it, like the top ten really has a, a handful of experience and seniority. You're not seeing a lot of like young names in there. Yeah, that's why yeah, I feel like true. you could put any spin on it that you kind of think. Yeah, holy shit, though, dude! I was not expecting Ooh, DeAndre fun. Hopkins. I I came with zero information about him. I have no idea. He's like number eight or nine on my top ten. I just think that he needed a change of scenery I think Mm. I had him last year and he did great in Houston I like that he has a change of scenery and he's playing in Arizona we talked about this on the quarterback um, episode that I think that Kyler Murray has a a good year and I think this helps and again full picture big picture the whole thing I think him playing alongside Larry Fitzgerald, who's like the grandfather of the wide receiver, yeah. I just think it bodes the well goat. for him and his attitude and his vibe. Like They do have a similar vibe in my head I just, because definitely met them both. You know, I know them very well personally. No, they do seem like a similar player in that way. I, I feel you there. So I that's why I have him at two. But I think between, you know, him and Devontae, I think that's still a pretty good, you know, top top three. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really know where I fall on Devontae Adams. Oh, I'm sorry. You said Julio. There. Julio. I'm sorry. Yeah. Julio is my, he's my number two. I don't really know why other than he's Julio Jones. He's also a fantasy cheat code similar to Christian McCaffrey. God, make sure he from, doesn't get hurt. He, he's prone to injury. Yeah. That's the one thing. But I, I'm sorry. I did mess that up. You're right. I like, I like Julio higher than Devontae anyway. So I, I like Julio okay. in the top three. Okay, so are you finding yourself... The the reason I have Julio up there is just sheerly because the Falcons are offensively a force. Um, Historically, they've had some trouble with defense, so we'll see how that pans out this year. But I don't care if we're talking about fantasy. I don't care how their defense looks right now. I'm way more concerned with uh, offensive moves for Julio Jones and having Matt Ryan still in that QB1 spot and still his number one guy. I think the two of them could could potentially be electric. Um, So that's why he falls at my number two. Where I so let's. Uh, I'm with you. I, mean, I think then... he's he's super super consistent. He's pretty explosive. Hopefully he stays healthy. He's their clear number one with. I don't know. Not really a a majorly strong number two or number three mm-hmm. sort of behind him. So I I, I yeah. like that. I I agree with that. Okay. All right. Thanks. Yay. I I was a little nervous after we came because I was not expecting DeAndre, but that's okay. I like the guy. I think I would love if he had a great year. So let's tack them up at the top here. And then obviously Devontae Adams, who I'm really, I'm not sure where to place, but you know what? Let's again, call a spade a spade. He's still top five. He's still top five. I'm with you. He's still top five. There's no question. I I think another, another strong one in the top five is Tariq Hill. Of course. He's just, you, yeah. That guy is he's like the king. He's like the king of like, here's what he's really the king of. He makes these insane down, down field catches. But yeah. he also is so damn fast that like if Mahomes throws a one yard pass, like Tariq's going off and he could still get another 50 after that, which is insane. Well, I feel like I've won. I feel like I've watched Tyreek Hill play 
on televisions at shitty bars. I know we don't go to bars anymore, but in the 2019 to 2020 season, we did. And I feel like whenever I would watch Tyreek Hill catch a pass downfield from Patrick Mahomes and the TV was low definition enough where you just, you couldn't, it was not, the pixels were too unsharp because at a shitty bar. Man, you were at a really his legs bar. running. Yeah, yeah. Or it might be my eyesight from watching so much football. Anyway, um, but sometimes he's just so fast that you can't see his legs moving. They're just too fast. They're just like little roadrunner <laughs> cartoons, like, <laughs> and he's going so fast. Exactly. Me, <laughs> So he, uh, you know, he's always impressive, but I think this year he is solidly in the top five class for wide receivers, at least in my mind, especially coming off of a Kansas City Super Bowl. I think we've got a pretty good top five right there. So do we, uh, is there anyone else we want to spotlight before we get, we get to sleepers? I mean, I, mean I, I, I think it's worth, I think it's worth within the top 10, I think you got to have which is pretty amazing, actually. I don't think you really see this very often, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think the Chris Godwin, Mike Evans in in Tampa Bay I is pretty agree. cool. Like most of the time, you don't see two guys on the same team ranked really high together. You know what I mean? There's usually yeah. one clear kind of standout. But I'm not saying they're like six and seven or eight and nine. But I do think those two guys are in the top ten, which is pretty impressive for Tampa Bay. I couldn't agree more. I've got I have Chris Godwin ranked um somewhat higher than Mike Evans. Yep. I don't yep. uh, it's just it's it's the feeling. Yep. Um but I've got him definitely definitely top 10 if not like my number 7 spot. So I feel good about Chris Godwin and you really don't see a whole lot of that of two guys same position that are kind of uh, rounding out a top 10, top 15 on the same team. Yeah, I think, it's really cool. I think it's such a good shout. I think that's definitely worth noting because it's just interesting. Like I said, I don't think you normally see two guys, same team, getting you know up in that top 10 rank together. Yeah. How do you, um, just to, to put a bow on this, and there are a couple who probably come before him but uh, that we haven't mentioned, but how do you feel about Adam Thielen? Dude, you're because... a mind reader. That's what I'm just looking at in Seriously? my magazine. Really? Well, you love the Vikings. You love Minnesota, so which has never been a surprise because, you know, they are an excellent magical team. But Adam Thielen is where I've got a feeling. I've got a Thielen wow. feeling, you know? You walked- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I walked myself right into it. I didn't even script that. Can you believe it? <laughs> None of this is scripted. We're, yeah, we're us. Um, but I have a feeling about Adam Thielen, and I don't know why. I don't know why. Why were you thinking of him? Why are you flipping around in your magazine so voraciously I'm, to go find something? Fl- I want to know. I'm flipping around, and I found what I was looking for. I like Thielen as well because they, they meaning the Vikings, got rid of Stefan Diggs, who's now over yes. on Buffalo. Yes. And so, again, like, that's an off-season move that, like, bodes really well for Thielen. And he had a great season last year, but now he's their definitive, like, go-to guy. So I, I mm-hmm. agree with you. I, I like him um, a lot. And actually, while we're talking about Stefan Diggs, I think that his move to Buffalo makes Buffalo a little bit stronger than they were last year, and they had a great season. So he's now mm-hmm. their number one. And, you know, now he's with uh, – John Brown, who the little man that could, he had a great season last year. Uh, yeah. Cole Beasley, like so, I think he like helps round out the Bills' um, 
backfield a little bit, which is which is good. But that, like I said, it. I was thinking of Thielen because that sort of other person was kind mm-hmm. of removed from the picture, and I think it puts him, you know, right up at the top over there. I'm liking it. I like where your head's at with that, and yet again, sharing a brain. Same, I love it. Same I love brain. it. Should we do? So, should we do a sleeper? A couple of sleepers? Yeah, like, we gotta do, do a think? sleeper. Let's do maybe a sleeper. How many sleepers? Well, I could do sleepers all day, but you tell me, Dude, like, how many sleepers are we thinking here? Here's my thing about wide receivers. I feel like there are probably the the eight to ten that we've already talked about that are consistent and number one, and you know you're gonna get productivity from them right Mm -hmm. I find it really hard and I think this is why I am the queen of the waiver wire when it comes to wide receivers I find it's really hard to find consistent more consistent wide receivers outside of the 10 that we just talked about and so I find like anything outside of like 10 or even the top 15 are like super interchangeable and are boomer bust and it just depends on how things are flowing and how things are going because I, I don't know I just I find there's like a lot of inconsistency with wide receivers so it's mm-hmm. outside of like the top ones we just talked about I mean I wouldn't say these are sleepers but I think you know you look at Seattle and Seattle's got some really strong you know wide Agreed. receivers and Tyler Lockett and DJ uh, DK Metcalf um we mentioned Stefan Diggs I don't think he's in the top 10 but I think it's an interesting move over to Buffalo for him mm-hmm. um I'm I, I'm shocked you haven't mentioned Emmanuel Sanders yet uh, because, because I talked about him so much last year. <laughs> yeah, shocked you haven't mentioned him, especially since he did some uh, moving around to the Saints it's this true. year. That should be a good move for him. Hopefully he settles in. He's a good player. He just bounced around too much. Well, I think that he might be my sleeper because he's, he's certainly right? not high. He's not high on my list for, I mean, our number one spot is Michael Thomas, obviously, like his the left hand to his right. But um, I think Emmanuel Sanders has the ability and the team behind him to potentially be a sleeper so he's been in the back of my mind at least but I'm with you I think the the inconsistencies in the wide receiver world right now are very glaring um some people that make me feel better I agree with you in DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett I really like Seattle as a pick I feel really good uh about their big man in their quarterback and I love Russell Wilson so I feel good about Seattle for sure I talked about this on earlier mini episodes and breakdowns earlier in the week but I also feel really good about Dallas and last year Michael Gallup did well for me in my flex spot so I'm looking at him for some reason I just think he's he's dynamic he's got something and if indeed the Cowboys have a good season like I hope they will uh, I could see him also being a little bit of a sleeper too. I like that. I think another team that we haven't really talked about but has some pretty good wide receivers um, are the Chicago Bears. So yeah, the Bears yeah, now sure. have Nick Foles the as their quarterback, yep. um, which I think is a good upgrade for them. Mitch, um, That's so weird. Mitch Trubisky I wasn't, I, I, I don't know, he was like fine. I don't know. Nothing to write home about. Who is Mitch Trubisky? Nothing to write I home can't about. Even, uh, but they've got sorry, Mitch. They, sorry, but they've got um, <laughs> Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller over there. Um, Allen Robinson had a great year last year with you know um, Mitch as their uh, quarterback. So I think you know adding a little uh, experience with Nick Foles will be good for those guys over there. So um, I think those are some interesting picks. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, it's so hard because you just never know like who's going to have that that like real connection with their quarterback, and it, I do find it to be super 
super boomer bust in the in the wide mm-hmm. receiver range. Yeah, and the interesting part too here is considering PPR or not, True. or whether you're playing in a standard scoring league, whether you're playing f- full PPR, half PPR, standard scoring, no PPR. Um, that to me kind of shifts some of these rankings around. And obviously, Michelle, we're in a half PPR league, so that's kind of where our head's at. But keeping in mind some of these guys who may wax or wane depending on the draft style you have for your league. So I think, for example, like a full PPR league, to me, and to your earlier point, can bump up someone who has a similar play style to a DeAndre Hopkins. And to me, he falls a little bit, but somewhere where like a Chris Godwin would really flex is in a standard scoring league. So I don't know. That's really, for me, wide receivers, that's that's a big consideration. And so when you're thinking about some of these other players who maybe are a bit more inconsistent, think about their play style and where they might thrive depending on your draft style and what your scoring is in your league. I don't know. What, do you have a take on that? Or I mean, that's kind of my hot take. I think, <laughs> I think that makes total sense. And I think you just got to keep your ear to the ground on these guys. Uh, if you're mm-hmm. not in a PPR league, you might want the guy that just breaks out for the 50 yard touchdown pass. Per, yeah, like, because sure. it's a gamble though it's that's that's the thing I feel about wide receivers it's a little bit of a gamble those top like eight to ten that we talked about are usually really consistent st- solid throughout the year and everyone else mm-hmm. is you know sort of they they you know they they kind of peck at little points here and there whether it's a big you know reception downfield or maybe they just end up being the number one target that game it's it's a little bit of a a little bit of a gamble out there in wide receiver land well, we've thrown some nuggets and some hopeful words of wisdom out to our DQties out there. And are there any parting words on our wide receivers as we wrap up today's power rankings and breakdown for wide receivers? Or, uh, I mean, when are you drafting a wide receiver in your in your draft? Do you know when that will happen? Well, now that we're a point. Five PPR, I definitely will try to get someone pro- maybe like a little bit earlier than I would have thought of before, just because those extra receptions are going to be meaningful now. Um, mm-hmm. Or more meaningful, well, at least, it, because yeah, we were yeah. standard scoring. Exactly. I mean, look, if you're like not trying to be risky, I mean, make sure you get your wide, make sure you get your running backs first. Um, look for these sort of like top tier um wide receivers you know once you feel like you've got like a a well-rounded you know running back um kind of committee put together um and yeah I mean look it depends again on where you are in your draft too like yeah if if you're if you're in a long if you're in a big league and you miss all the studs in the running back kind of category you know and Michael Thomas is right there in front of you 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 want Michael Thomas Yeah. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great piece of advice. Be strategic, do lots of mock drafts and also ask us questions on our socials. I mean, we're on Instagram at the draft Queens and you can also find us on, uh, well, you can find us on Twitter. We're still working on the whole Twitter game here, but at the underscore draft Queens, we're here guys. You can ask us all the questions. So please do hit us up. We love giving our two cents if you haven't noticed. We give way too many cents, perhaps to the point of our detriment. But yeah, definitely, you know, ask us questions, do tons of mock drafting and figure out where you fall in your in your league and and how the cards could fall. There's, you know, you you play like you practice. 
You know what I'm saying? Here's, I do know what you're saying, and I agree with that statement. <laughs> Here's my parting thoughts for wide receivers. Don't overstress about it. There's a lot of depth out there. There's a lot of wide yeah. receivers. There's a lot of things that could happen. Don't sweat. If you look at the rankings, like that's the category that has the most players. So we've, we've given you our thoughts and feelings on, you know, the top tier guys for this year. Don't sweat it if you don't land one of those guys. There's a ton mm-hmm. out there. So focus more on the depth and know that there's a, there's a lot of opportunity out there in the, in the wide receiver space. I couldn't agree more. Thank you for that mic drop. And I think that pretty much sums us up for today. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Remember, tomorrow, Thursday, we have part four of our four-part mini-series to kick off the NFL draft season and the 2020 season. Uh, Tune in tomorrow. We'll be covering the fourth and final of our positional rankings and breakdowns, and that will be tight ends. Let's go. See you tomorrow.